Hello, and welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. This is, oh god, I just had the spreadsheet open, I already don't have the number. This is number 18, Bangkok Dangerous from 2008. Another Cage remake. We've had, I've had, it's like two and a half years since we talked about this to watch the original. Forgot about it all entirely, you know. <laughs> but hey, whatever. I, um... I still can't remember the, that one where he plays Little Junior. What's the name of Kiss that? Kiss of Death. I still haven't watched. That's the one I haven't gone back to watch the original of. But oh. Left Behind, Gone in 60 Seconds. <sighs> this this is actually maybe the best of all of them. All right, here. We need you to pick. Oh, right. Bingo card. Bingo. Are these updated? They, uh, uh, No, because oh, I wow. had these printed out, so we're just going to burn okay, through these. And okay. then we're going to... I don't think we're missing too many, though. Right. As always, you can download the Cage Club bingo card at cageclub.me on any episode of Are these Club notes from last time? These are just the ones I just keep all my bingo stuff together, so i got to, okay. you know, Maybe update these. Some... Who knows? Right, I gotcha. You know, I'm very organized, but then I get home and I put this in a specific place that I don't look, and I'm like, well, you know. Let me get a color here. Grab a color. <laughs> Doing all sorts of prep before go we actually highlighter. get highlighter. Oh, go I highlighter. I don't think I've gone that way. There we go. I'm going to go this Robin's Egg Blue Sharpie. It's a grip. Oh, right. It's a grip. I forgot. I've used this one before, I think. All right. So we are watching the Bangkok Dangerous DVD. Yep. On the PS4. On the PS4. All right. All right. If you want to get it going. PS, I love Hoffman 4. Um, play movie. Play movie. Whoa. Gunshots. This is, I think, the closest to the release date that we are recording a Cage Club Revisited, maybe ever. This one, this episode that we're recording now is going to come out in three weeks. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had a backlog that we're going to catch up on now. Yep. Well, I mean, like, you, you just, we come here, we're going to do three or four today. That that gives us almost two months of leeway, mm-hmm. headway, whatever. Yeah, whenever we get together, we usually do at least three. So that's good. Although the last two times, I think we've only done two. We did two with Cara, we did two with Brian, right? So, I mean, it's been a little bit, we're just sort of like oh. playing, playing even. We're not really gaining any ground there. Uh, but the exciting have... thing is next time... Uh, you'll be able to visit me in the uh, oh the new studio, the new Cage Club headquarters in Central Jersey. Dude, okay, so so far we have three, we have three production logos, and I know <laughs> solid. There was something going on with this. Oh, Saturn, Saturn, no, it's, Saturn a, it's a Cage films. production. Uh, yeah, I think the last, at least one of the last times we recorded a third time's a charm before we did some of these. So you know, we do other stuff when we get together to podcast related. Oh yeah, we did so two Charlies that one day. Right, right. Pang Brothers. So these guys did the original too, which is interesting. They're like both entirely their vision, which is cool. I've got a few different ones that I know I'm going to get. Does anybody ever say in this movie the titular line? Oh, that man, that guy a- is really mm-hmm. Bangkok dangerous. <laughs> I mean, it would be a miracle if you could fit it into that, but um, voiceover. I don't remember if I added that yet. Oh, man. See, okay, so. I wrote about this movie for the new episode, the new issue of the fanzine oh, right. that yeah, our friend yeah, yeah, puts yeah. out, and uh, I think that's the reason I wanted to watch it because we get villainous Cage, but he's not like a mean villain, you know. This seem... is already more cinematic than I was uh, remembering it. Is he eating? He's in a restaurant. Maybe he's not. Mm. Guy just takes a shot. At... Oh, and he vanishes. That's Whoa. nice. I remember being trepidatious watching this because of how much I liked the original one because, I don't know, I was getting into, like, that side of the world cinema and that was one of the first 
I think, movies from that region that I saw when I was getting into, like, South Korean films and sure. more into Japanese films. And this, uh, and I just thought there was, like, just, like, this crazy rhythm to that movie that was really unique at the time. So, I already crossed off one bingo card uh, spot, Cage's top build in the credits. Oh, cool. I feel like I've had that in a lot of cards uh, recently, and he hasn't been, so... I think I got one. Cage is exasperated, a broken man. I think from that opening shot. I'll give it to you. You know, he's uh, he's alone. He's uh, not a guy who has a family. As opposed to, you know, what we've seen lately, Cage as dad somewhat somewhat more often, at least, yeah. in the last couple movies. Uh, this one, he is very alone in this world. Here, this is like his dead shot moment. Except... Is anybody going to pay him his $2 million or his $1 million? <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, Bangkok Dangerous gets paid before he even, you know, loads his weapon. <laughs> it was such a character flaw of the dead, sh- of the dead shot. Uh... It's weird. It's a weird moment in Suicide Squad. <laughs> Although I think he gets paid and I think he just wants to double his payment or something when he finds out what it is. I don't even... I can't scene is so hard to follow. <laughs> and Oh, he looks pretty good here. I like the long hair. You know, I was looking at our uh, email addresses. You can email us mailbag at cageclub.me, and I was like, I was like, who the hell is Ben at cageclub.me? I'm like, we don't have a Ben as a host. And I was like, oh right, that was for our Ben Affleck podcast. Oh man, can that, we scrub uh, that somehow? That nothing is going to come from. Although, hmm. check out the website on Sunday. This Sunday is April first. Uh, you, you might no. see a little, uh, little weird special treat. <laughs> That's pretty funny. We finally figured out what to do with that. That was a great call. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 not a good movie. I don't even know if it's a good episode, but like we recorded it and I edited it, so yeah, like it's done. Got to be done. Something's got to be done with it. This is pretty cool. I like this. Boom. Ooh, right in time with the clock. So silent. Yeah, it's very visual. So far, we've only had voiceover, and you know, like. Oh, his name's Joe again. Hey, like the... Oh. I remember that now. It's interesting that, like, all the talking has been voiceover, and generally I would be against something like that, but it's nice and limited. It is nice. Although we don't really have a ton of cage voiceover, I don't think. I don't remember if that is a clue, or that's one that we're going to... Or a bingo square, or if that's one we're going to add. I think we add voiceover at some point. Not positive. Chemist. Cage. Have you ever been to Bangkok? I've never been... Outside... Before I went to London in uh, the fall, I'd never been outside of North America, so... Okay. I I traveled a a little as, like, a child with my family a bit, like, Jamaica once, Norway, because I'm from there. Did you go to Bangkok? Um, No, but this is... I'll, I'll tease... For my lap, which I know now is going to not be for a while because I listened to the last episode and that's cool, but like I'll just tease the Tokyo Drift episode. I've been to Japan. There you go. So I think Joe and I might have something to talk about. You yeah, also today. check out on Sunday the uh, Fast Five episode of Too Fast, Too Forever, which I am super psyched about. He goes by Mr. London here. Hmm. Oh, it'd be great if he had a London accent. I don't think he does that. This is like his guy. He goes to every town or every city he's in. He finds a guy to like help him out. I think. Yeah. Remember correctly. 
I think this is in his what? I'm not sure. I'm always out of order in like what he's shot because we're doing these out of order. So like I've sort of lost touch with the order of his movies. Yeah. Um, but he looks like he looks in Next a little bit in this movie. This is after Next. Okay. I don't remember what year Next was. I can look that up. This is 2008, though. Oh, is this a Mark? I thought this was his guy. Oh, this is a Mark. Oh, look at that. Four rules. That's a good rule. Don't ask questions. No such thing as right and wrong. Yep. Well, that's the same rule. Same rule. It sounds like two different rules, but Does, okay. Yeah, don't take an interest in other people. No such thing as trust. Those also sound like two other rules. Definitely sounds like a broken man, I can tell you that much. Erase every trace, become anonymous, and leave nothing behind. There's basically one rule. No attachments, right? Yeah. No one to get, out. To get out. Just like Logan Lucky. Yeah. Uh, no one to walk shit, away. Shit will go wrong. Or... That was a good list. Uh, so the next next came out in 2007, so that was the year before this. Oh, okay. All so right. right around that same era. I mean, who knows when they actually shot things. Because yeah. like we've said <laughs> over and over again, we have done no research <laughs> you know what, into... <laughs> What's so crazy about Next... That movie is like, like eighty percent special effects. I feel like that, that probably all looked like it took a week to shoot the rest of the movie. Probably because like they just redo the same like location yeah. over and over again. Which mostly. is actually kind of smart from a budgetary perspective, yeah, right? Smart. Like, yeah. hey, you know, there's like this. Uh, the, what would be a ninety second scene is now a four minute scene. We just film it a bunch of times, but we don't have to like go to a different place. We don't have to light it differently. We just have them do different patterns or whatever. I'm sure it's a pain in the ass in terms of editing, in terms of, like, effects, but, like, yeah. in terms of the actual shooting. Should we add, like, late titles, uh, title cards or something like that? I want to say that is one. That feels... Well, I feel like anything that doesn't come up during the opening... Well, these are the opening credits, but there's, like, that cold open. It's a long one, though. I mean, yeah, it's, if it is a long one, it's not as long as Raising Arizona, though. It's eight, no, this one's, only, this one's eight minutes. I think that's 15, right? 15 or It's 15. long. That cold open to Raising Arizona is also the greatest one ever. Aside from maybe Superman 3. 1 and 1A. <laughs> oh, also on Sunday, check that's out... So oh, no, not Sunday. Tuesday, check out the second episode oh, yeah. Third Time's a Charm. Jaws 3D, the third dimension is Terror. I was watching a movie... Oh, I was watching the movie Tonight She Comes, which is the second okay. movie that my friend made. He made that movie Rewind that you watched. Oh, okay. Oh, I gotta watch it then. And he made Tonight She Comes. It's available on iTunes. It's nowhere else. Uh, I bought All it right. on iTunes. All right. It is... It's shot really, really nicely. Uh, I don't love it. I like Rewind better. I, I okay. like this. Uh-huh. And I also, because I know him, I also like it a lot because of that. Uh... At least three things that made me want to vomit, which is surprising. Oh, wow. Okay. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because there's a joke in there about something, and they call it Shark Week, and they say, Day 4, The Revenge. And so I was like, oh. oh almost. Third Time's a Charm. Shout out. Almost. Close, close. I, I mean, check out Book Club in that episode. That's all I'll say. <laughs> is, um... I'm going to actually write down, uh, Produced by Cage. I don't know if that's a clue, but Produced by Cage is a, uh... Oh yeah, yeah. To be, I mean, there's he hasn't Slash been doing that a lot. He had a streak for a while. I think there was like a decade there. Yep. But he was also producing other films, so that's interesting. Oh, so I mean, I don't know when is this going to air. Is this going to air after April twentieth? No, this is no, this is uh, March 29th. Oh, 
So my friend who uh, worked on uh, Mandy, yeah, who was a executive producer on that, her next movie got into Tribeca. Seven Mucci. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's it's called the seven stages. No, seven stages to achieve eternal bliss by passing through the gateway chosen by the holy star, Storch. Uh, so I have no idea what it's about. It's a comedy, but um, it's crazy. She's blowing up. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to mention it uh, in the third episode that we record today because that'll be after that's out. So cool. Uh-huh. Uh, the uh, one other question about Jaws in terms of historically, oh, of in course. terms of like bad movies. Please, obviously, the first one is the classic. Yep. I haven't heard much about two or three, but is four four is historically known as the bad one, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think that yeah, historically, yeah, it's the ridiculous one. Like three is bad, but it's more bad because of like the production value. Like the story is actually kind of interesting. I don't want to spoil anything for that episode, but like it's it's kind of a clever idea. It's just a piss-ass poor execution. <laughs> like, they just shouldn't have made it a 3D movie, but, you know, they couldn't help it at the time. I saw Jaws 4 in theaters. I didn't know it was a bad Jaws movie at the time. I, I remember talking about Superman 4 in theaters on on the first episode, and I was like, I didn't know Superman 4 sucked. Like, I just was a dumb kid. I thought yep. it was cool. Same with Jaws. I was, like, scared from the Jaws. Uh, and my dad was just like, how was he in the Bahamas? I was like, I don't know. I'm just a kid. Here's his contact. He is, yeah, because he saw this guy like doing like the, the the razor blade and doing some kind of like subterfuge or you know common street thievery. And he knows that he's the kind of guy he's looking for. Those are fantastic shirts. They really are. So what's disappointing is that on my card I have New Orleans, and Bangkok seems like it's the New Orleans of Thailand, but it does not count. <laughs> It's also remarkable so far. I mean, we're only like 10 or 12 minutes into this movie. There's been no subtitles. Everything's been in English, which sort of feels... like that's Oh, no, like... there were. There were. There were, uh, there were guys speaking... Uh, oh, were there? Yeah. They were I... different because they're different sizes. Oh, so okay. See. That's, yeah. okay. So I'm going to cross yeah. that out. Because we, we do watch these movies with English subtitles because we have the volume low so we can follow right. what's going on, so we can remember what's going on. But that's good. Because I saw Red Sparrow, which I really liked, but like that's 100% in English. And it just feels mm. strange... I mean, I guess you're not going to have, like, Jennifer Lawrence and Joel Edgerton in a movie right. and have it 100% in Russian. No. Although, take, uh, I guess the, this episode's not out yet as we're recording this, but every episode of Magic Mike's, Joe and I guess what's going to happen on the next movie. Oh, no. And so the next movie we're doing is one you're going to be on is A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, the Shia movie. Oh, love it. And so Joe's guess for that is that they are altar boys in the <sighs> Vatican, and the movie's 100% in Italian. Uh, and so I would just love a movie in which Shia <laughs> and Chan Tatum play... Italian altar boys, and it's 100% in Italian. I mean, also, I have to say, I'm not going to spoil any more, that guess of his for what he thinks the movie is about is my favorite thing he's ever said on any podcast, <laughs> I think. It is... It had me crying laughing while editing it. Like, I remembered what it was, and it was so insane that it was making me cry while editing it. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Because it's just so... Like, he just doubles down on stupidity... And it's this, like, you know, commitment to tr- what he thinks this movie's going to be about when he doesn't want to know anything about it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to abstain because Mike and I just watched it a little over a year ago and talked about, for, talked about it for all his movies. Yeah. So go great. check that out. But I was like, 
what do you think it's about? I'm like, all I'm going to tell you is that you know Mike's on the episode, so it's not current day, mm-hmm. and I'll say Shia's in it. And he just ran with it, and I was like, this is amazing. Pretty great. Well, I mean, even, I saw Silence, and even Scorsese didn't make that in, you know, that was in English. So, yeah. like, he's not going to do it. Um, although, you know, one thing about Keanu, about him, what makes him an amazing director, is that he did Man do that, Man of Tai Chi. Yep. So, like... There you go. I love when that happens. And I feel like Cage is feeling like he made the wrong decision here. I wonder, I mean, mm. I think this is the only one that we see. I wonder if he has these sort of like growing pains. Oh, there's a different subtitle. Mm, duck fucker. That's a, I wonder that's if he has kind of growing pains with every one of his new hires. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, well, oh, this guy okay. isn't exactly what I wanted. So here's what I think about, because I've been thinking about this movie for oh, a I few forgot days. About these girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is that uh, this is supposed to be his last job. And even though he goes city to city and gets sort of like a guy to a handle his like day-to-day stuff, I think he's looking for a replacement. And oh. so he's being a little tougher on this guy. He's sort of picked a guy who maybe he sees more of himself in. So he's sort of, you know, maybe he's got a little bit of jealousy towards him at times because he can't do what he's doing right now. And I get it. So that could be happening. Also, in the original, the roles are sort of... The movie is more about Kong, I think, and not about the Hitman Joe. So I think they're trying to lean into that a little more here, too. I'm crossing off Dancing, because we have Dancing in the club. nice. I forgot how pretty this girl is. I forgot all about this this thread. I I remember we get the the deaf girl at one point. Forget about that too. Uh, that's so. That, I remember you loving that when we first watched this because you get Cage with like the old grandma and trying to like do sign language, but he's doing like Cage sign language. And, oh, you'll you'll remember when we get there. <laughs> I remember. I don't remember much about this movie. The only thing I remember about this movie, I remember one thing that happens at the end, which I will not spoil in case you're watching this for the first time. I guess this would be a weird way to do it. Um, but number two, I remember that this was the episode that we tried to do with uh, Zach's girlfriend at the time, Sarah. Oh, yeah. And we had such technical difficulties that we're just like, we're just going to do it ourselves. So sorry about that. So that what was could have been sliding door situation wound up being a solo bolo episode. That was crazy that day because we like we tried to do that episode. And like I think we took a couple hours and then we just recorded it ourselves. Yep. So yep. that was a Do we have Cage Drives as one? I don't know. I'm going to write that down. We, should we have like a master list that we should be referencing. Like I do have a master list. I guess I can print it out every time. Well, not even to print out, but I mean just to. So we're well, not. I can print it out once, and then just add to the list. There you go. Because there is a master list. Because in the actual Excel sheet that you can download at CageClub.me on any one of these episodes, there's a list in the second tab of all of the things. So you take that list and you scramble it on this like uh, you know randomizer Randomize. site. And you just grab the first 24, because there's the free space, and you put them in. So we probably have about 50 things. Yeah. It's just... Damn! I have New Orleans and Las Vegas, and we're not going to get either <laughs> of those, and they're both basically well, the same city as Bank. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. One thing we should try and do is something like, you know, make sure that doesn't happen on a card, maybe have two of the same... I mean... Well, he, no, it's random. I mean, there's no... Yeah. Because he could do both. I guess you're right. He could do both. He hasn't yet. But he has gone from, like, New York to Las Vegas to Hawaii. And also, then... if the worst thing is that I just don't win bingo, I think that's fine. I like how all of the, um, like, quote-unquote real subtitles are, like, these 
like curses about <laughs> towards Kay's. Like that one was fuck your mother. Um, that someone makes a threat. Though. I got to cross that off. I have four boxes plus the free space crossed off, and I have only two in a direction in two ways, three ways. But I've got like nothing going on here. I, think I got a bad card. It's a very quiet, very slow movie. Here he is memorizing a picture, memorizing rem- a yeah. face, burning I re- it. I remember it not being so much about the action hits, even though we get one or two of them, but it's more the meditation on the end of his career. I remember that... Oh, Cage works out. He's working out. He's jogging. I remember toward the end it gets hyper-stylized with all that like red light and stuff in that mm-hmm. final showdown, final action scene. But this is really way more... Like, I don't know if it's good or not. Like, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Mm, this seems like a real Bruce Wayne moment where he's, like, got his three motorcycles in his garage and he's getting ready to go out that and gear up. Car, Ooh, baby? He's looking kind of Batman here. Is that him? This yep. one's yeah. one's that watch. That was an awkward wipe. A very George Lucas wipe there. <laughs> it was a star wipe. It's kind of good that we have the watch to track him because that... I doubt that's him in that helmet, even though I really want it to be. This might, this might have been a stuntman day. Yeah, I mean, he's not Keanu Reeves. He's no uh, motorcyclist. Ooh, what if it was Keanu Reeves that day? As the stuntman? <laughs> yeah, just to drive the motorcycle around. I would love it. I would love it. Yeah, she's gorgeous. King Kong. Yeah, I forget Donkey Kong Yeah I forget Kong Is like a real name too But Some of my favorite Fictional characters Are named Kong Like <laughs> But they're all apes Like Not this one Oh Muay Thai kickboxing DK Donkey Kong Oof 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 I have gambling on my card Is anybody Any, any money passing Oh they're definitely it? gambling here We don't right? see it I mean mm-hmm. yeah It's not an assumed I mean it's an assumed gamble Oh, so you've seen Kickboxer, Bloodsport. Have you seen both of them? Or have you I've seen, seen either? Bloodsport. I've okay. not seen Kickboxer. So Kickboxer, he actually becomes one of these types of kick, kickboxing guys. Like CCBD? Does movie tie. Yeah. Uh, but then goes into like the underground circuit, and uh-huh. they, they box with like glass on their hands. It's, oh, it's awesome. Uh, but I remember watching Bloodsport, and the kickboxer in that movie was my favorite contestant um, at the time. Bloodsport rules. No, it's so good. It's why to call it Bloodsport. I mean, do you want the rest of this just to be me <laughs> quoting Bloodsport? I mean, it could be. <laughs> Yo, Frankie. <laughs> uh, what's that line? He's like, uh, oh, the elephant painting. Right, right, right. And then the elephant, spoiler for the end of the movie, gets turned upside down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a real Lex Luthor move. Turns his painting upside down. Aren't you a little, uh, aren't you a little young for Kubite? If you're a little old for Kuma video te. games. Kumite. 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 I'm really surprised that it took me as long as it did to watch that movie. Like, how this got made covered it, which is why I watched it. Oh, why? They don't... Are they, like, amazed that it got made? Like, because it's well, so no, they're, good? Well, no, they're, like, 200 movies in, so they're just oh, now... okay. Like, they, they sometimes just watch movies. Like, they, they did The Rock and Con Air, because they just... Or maybe... No, 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 no. They did Con Air and Face Off. Oh, they I see. Rock, I see. Con so. Air Face Off. Sometimes it's just, you know... Yeah, yeah. Movies that they love that are genuine, like action movies that are just crazy and over the top. Right, right, right. Yeah, from time to time, there it's like, how did this get made? Because we love it so much, not yep. because it's like completely ridiculous. 
one box that I have on my card is Dramatic Tonal Shift, which I don't think I'm going to get because I mm. feel like this movie is <laughs> insistent at what it is, which is good. Like, I mean, you don't have, like, a wacky... Like, it's not going to get, yeah. like, a comedy, or it's not going to get, like, you know, real, like, weird. Like, it's just, like, this slow, okay. suspenseful, he, slow burn thriller. He's in the suit. It is him, maybe, because he's got everything on with the visor up, and he looks awesome. Look at him. He's so Batman there. It's like Big Daddy. Can you get a timestamp? Because I want to use this as the uh, screenshot for this. 22 minutes and 30-ish. Yeah. <laughs> this poor kid. Oh, there he goes. Dude, he's so Bruce Wayne in this. It's like this globe-trotting assassin version of Batman. Did he hack? He hacked the... Whatever the stoplight so that he's able to control it so they can get there in 20 and 11 seconds or whatever and make this kill. He's super precise. I like that. He's good at what he does. Man. Cool. Cage. Killing. Dude. That seems Oh, like- actually, you know what? I'm going to cross off gift-worthy scene of when he flips the visor down. Like, that's the cage version of putting mm-hmm. on shades. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, totally. Like, it's that, <laughs> like that meme of the sunglasses coming from the top of the picture. That's the Nicolas Cage version of that. That felt like such a late 80s shootout. It was great. Oh, oh. no. I forgot about that. Yeah. He just got nicked by the barb. Whatever that thing was. But that impacts him in some way. Does it just hurt him, or it's like it has his blood on it or something? I don't remember what it is, but it's... Did they get his DNA from it, maybe? His ID? I don't remember, but that, that comes back in a way. Don't know that we're going to get crazy eyes. Don't know that we're going to get cage lefts maniacally. Hope he shaves, because he's get... clean shaven in this. We might get crazy eyes. I don't know. It's possible. Cage, why don't you just like grab something and take a bite? Although I don't think we're going to get magic mysticism. We might... I don't know. He's at the pharmacy, and he's in Bangkok, so he might get, like, some holistic medicine or something. I guess that's, that's mysticism. <laughs> well, she might get a, give him a few words about it. I'm buying this for the magical elements. All right. She's like, it's not mystic. It's just normal. Oh, this is the deaf girl. Right, 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 right. She doesn't speak at all. It's weird that she comes over to help. <laughs> yes. Although I guess if she can... Okay, so here's the thing. So if she can read lips, she can probably read Thai. She can't read... English. English. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Probably. That's why they have to develop like some kind of fake sign language with their eyes. <laughs> I think she may have also come over because she's interested in him. Is he dirty or just really tan? I think that was a bruise, though. Or it's a bruise, okay. I think that was bruise. Bruise he Willis? Looked, bruise Willis, yeah. Bruise Valange. Cage, um, why are you... Oh, she... He's awestruck. He's like, I can't believe what is happening right now. Is that crazy eyes? <laughs> what she's doing? <laughs> Does it have to be him? No, it just says crazy eyes. I'm gonna give. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, sure, crazy eyes. Oh, she's like doing all this like mime oh, stuff. Dude. It's great. 
I like Cage with the long hair. Like, it looks so much better than, you know, the Cameron Poe hair. Like, well, the Cameron Poe hair is a very specific <laughs> choice. <laughs> I think it's because he's lacking that, like, the front. Like, he's got the, he got the whole forehead going on with this, yep. with the black hair. Yeah. The black long hair. Man, being in Bangkok sure is dangerous. If there is a sentence, I'm not going to give myself full credit, but if there's a sentence that says, where they say Bangkok and dangerous in the same sentence, Mm -hmm. that's as close as we're going to get. Because Bangkok dangerous is nonsense words. Don't make sense. Falling in love in Bangkok can be dangerous. You know, like if his buddy says that to him or something like that, I'll give it to you. Or at least color in half of the square. I don't think think that's going to help me in any, like, I'm not going to win on... That I I'm, think, I'm two so. away that aren't going to be in the movie, and I've only colored off like three squares. I've done seven, but I, I only have three in a three in a way. So, um, I mean, it's hard to tell if he's accentuating an oddly specific word. I guess when he said disinfectant, it's not going to help me anything. It's weird how the chorus girls are just kind of standing there. It would be, I mean, I don't think we get to know any of them aside for their leader, right? Like, right, they're just... Right. It's funny how you call her their leader, because they totally feel like some sort of gang of some kind, that, that they're not even, like, working there. They just come in there to dance and sort of take over the club for a while. Hong is in love... And it works too, I think, right? Like she ends up liking him because he's not. Well, she just said something, but there wasn't like even something. But she's thing. she is uh, smitten. Oh, damn! He just got clocked off his bike with a baseball bat. Is that? Oh, Cage? I don't know if I told you this. No, but... it's Kong. Is oh, it... was that Kong? Oh, it is Kong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay away from my girl. I don't know if I told you this, but um, oh, where's my money? Larson text me a couple weeks ago, he was listening to the revisited episode of Seeking Justice while watching. <laughs> okay, great. Like, That's how you do he's it. Like, he's like, I can't believe that I'm like maybe the only person in the world who's seen this movie twice. I'm like, hey man, welcome to the club. Like, we've all seen it twice too. Because <laughs> he did it, that was the one yep. where, like, that was his first VO, Cage's first VOD movie. And right. you and I were like, hey, we love this. And he's yeah. like, this isn't good. We're like, no, 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 this is pretty good. The Hungry Rabbit jumps. It's still jumping. Yep. We did that live, too. We did that here. We sure did. We have that picture of the three of us, me and my uh, case t-shirt. <laughs> I think that's the last time I've seen Larson in person. Over here. All right. I've seen him a couple times since. He's getting married. He's engaged. Yeah, I saw that. He's an engaged gentleman. A lot of interesting framing shots, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. He's looking a little worried here. Where's my Kong? What happened? Oh boy, Cage. Good line. Sees them all beat up and yells at him before he's concerned. You know? Yeah, what happened to your face isn't his primary concern. He's got quite a pad. Kong basically saying, you should see the other guy. Mm-hmm. Does he own this place or is he renting this place? I think he's house-sitting. Okay. Who knows? He might even be have like t- 
timed it so that he knew these people were going on vacation and so that he could just sort of like Ooh. Beverly Hills Cop to it and just like move into this house while no one's there. Ooh. <laughs> Have you seen those, the Beverly Hills Cop movies? No. So they're great. So right now I'm in the midst of catching up on the last yes, like I've seen it. 25 years of comedy. Uh, the next list I'm going to do is I have my the same group of friends give me some more comedies, but also uh, some action movies. So maybe I'll add the Beverly Hills Cop to those two. But last night I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I didn't love. It's okay. It seems like like it's just very mopey. Like yeah, I get, yeah. It just it's a little depressing. It's also really hard to follow up Step Brothers because Step Brothers is like oh man, <laughs> like, I had no idea how much I was going to like that movie. Catalina fucking Y mixer. Like, a lot of these movies, a lot of these like, Apatow movies, like, become, like, really... Not that that's, like, a, you know, he didn't write or direct that. He yeah, yeah. just produced or whatever. No, no, no. Like, or, no maybe he like, wasn't even involved, because that's the McKay... I don't know, whatever. But a lot oh, of these yeah, movies like I've been watching, the Apatow movies, where, like, they get, like, really somber in the second half. Like, it sort of yeah. becomes about, like, learning life they get lessons real. and whatever. That's just, like... Like, there's a little bit of a conflict, but it's just, like, straight jokes, like, yes. the entire way through. It's just stupidity, and I loved it. <laughs> but it's so good. It's so good. And like Adam Scott and uh, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, oh my god. And we've got Angel, Dr. Angelface. Andrea oh. Savage as the psychiatrist. Dude. She's amazing. I didn't Lumber recognize Jack. Him. I didn't recognize <laughs> him the, uh, the, the look, but by his voice, like Horatio Sands is the uh-huh. lead singer of the cover band or the, the tribute band. Hey man, we don't play that shit. Yeah. They only play a certain, <laughs> certain years of certain Billy Joel years, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Jenkins, right? Uh, wants to be a T Rex. Yeah, and Mary Steenberg. Oh man, she's I'm great in it. love with. So everything. I mean, it's just it's wonderful. But I've got five more on that list. Tonight's oh. movie is going to be Pineapple Express. Okay, I saw. Is the other guys on your list? I'm going to rewatch. I might rewatch that tonight. I saw that in theaters. I like that one. What are the last five I have? I have Pineapple Express, Wanderlust, The Other Guys, I Love You, Man. Something. Okay. But my favorite so far were uh, Step Brothers. This movie, The Baxter. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. I heard of that a long time ago. That's, that's like 20 years old, right? 15, no, it's like 05 ish. So, you oh, know, okay. like, maybe 13. I guess it is a while ago. But yeah. It's... I remember Ebert reviewing it on TV, so. That's um, what I really like. Oh, that's uh, the Showalter movie. Yeah. Right? Okay. The South Park movie is great. Oh, man. The Team America movie is great. Blame Canada. Um, Team America. Yeah, I was worried about this because a lot of it didn't feel like my kind of comedy. And I was like, no, wait, a lot. I, I, it started off rough because I watched the first Ace Ventura, which I didn't love. And I watched Kingpin, which I didn't love. Mm-hmm. And I watched like something about Mary, which is fine. But like I don't like the Farrelly Brothers gross-out humor. No, me neither. And then we got into like this era, and, I, and like, then like four-year-old version, I was like, no. And I didn't really love that, and like I was worried. But then like it got to this point where I was just like, oh. Like, Knocked Up is really good. Super bad. Super bad um, great. Oh, what was one? There was one on my mind. You were... Oh, man. Let's look it up. Skip my mind. But while you were listing off movies, something... One that I've seen, or one that you thought I should see? I think it's... One that I think you should see. Let me see here. Not your boss. I'm your teacher. Why don't you go stand on something weird? Shooting fruit is that one? <laughs> Kate shoots fruit. 
No, sorry. That's me Cage shooting through, not Kong shooting through. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I watched Ace Ventura. I didn't really like oh, that. Oh, okay. So Ace Ventura 2 is the superior one. Uh, that's on the next list. Okay, okay. That's what I was thinking of. Kingpin didn't really like. No, I didn't Something like about that. Mary. It's, it's, mm, yeah. I like a lot of it. Uh, but I don't love it as a movie. Is South it, Park uh, is really great. Seven minute abs. I think that was my favorite part of it. Yeah, but what about like six minute abs? <laughs> no, man. Seven minutes. Seventh minute. Um, South Park is great. Training Super montage. Troopers, I did not, uh, I I did not get through. I'm not a fan of that at all. Um, Team America is great. Four Year Old Virgin's fine. Baxter's great. Knocked Up is really good. Super Bad's great. Step Brothers is great. Sarah Marshall is, you know, okay. pretty okay. The puppet show at the end of Sarah Marshall is amazing. Like the the Dracula. Oh yeah, that's how we got the Muppet movie. That's really? What, yeah, that's what I heard. Is that they saw that, that and uh, he like he was like, "Look, I'm great with puppets." And they're it like, just felt like to me like shot. he wanted to make a movie. He's like, "Hey, look at a movie where Kristen Bell and Mila Kunis are both in love with me." <laughs> uh, so the, the last six on my list are Pineapple Express, Tropic Thunder, I Love You Man, oh. The Other Guys, Hot Tub Time Machine, and Wanderlust. Okay. And what's the? Next I don't one? know if those are all essential, but some of those are. No, I just it's just a list of like the similar kinds of movies. You know what I mean? Get it? Yeah. And then comedies for the next. Oh, here's the here's the next list. These are all movies Whoa, that again I haven't look seen. Look at Cage here. Damn. Uh, sorry to interrupt your. That's fine. List for the movie or anything, but a woman gets attacked. Didn't happen. She thought she got attacked. Cage hiding. Um. Okay. So Animal House. Have, oh. Okay. First Blood. Yeah. First Blood. Oh, these, oh, we're going off of comedies. Okay. It's both. It's yeah, comedy yeah, yeah. and action. It's okay, just, okay. I'm just watching them in, in order they came out. So Animal House, First Blood, Commando, oh, Rambo, nudity. First Blood Part 2. Hold on, nudity. Oh, okay. I don't have nudity on mine. Damn. Um, okay, so far these are all like movies I grew up with. Rambo 3, Kickboxer. Oh, Rambo 3. Last of the Mohicans. Oh, I haven't seen Unforgiven. That. Oh, I love it. Universal Soldier. Oh, the Wayne's first one. World. Oh, Wayne. You haven't seen Wayne's World? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, man. Falling so Down. So much of like Wayne's World, like... Is what I'm about. Gotta watch Wayne's World. <laughs> Falling Down, Tombstone, Falling Eastern Down, Girl, Nature Calls, Broken Arrow. Oh, you don't <laughs> see Broken Arrow. <laughs> Orgasmo. Oh. Okay, Super I Troopers. like Orgasmo. No, Starship Troopers. Sorry, Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. You haven't seen Starship nope. Troopers? Basketball. Oh, I'm a big fan of basketball, but I remember watching that with my friends when it came out, and they everyone hated it. I was like, we are not turning this off. We are getting to the end of this. I like this movie. <laughs> Caged drowning a guy underwater. Crazy. The Wedding Singer, which I think might be the only Adam oh, Sandler okay. movie from before a couple years ago. That I'm I not a seen. fan, but people Black Hawk Down. It's like, so what happened was I had uh, my, not one a fan, friend but who loved love a lot it. of action movies, but like, I kept recommending them, and I saw like 90% of them. He, like, he just kept going, and sort of got to this like second or third tier where I was just like... Mm-hmm. Okay, like, these don't seem essential, but whatever. Count of Monte Cristo, the remake. Wait, with Leonardo DiCaprio? 2002, I guess. I don't know. I never saw that one. Basic? I don't know about that. Oh, that sounds familiar, but not familiar enough that you need to see it. Yeah, Open Range. Cage meditating underwater as he's strangling someone to death. And then the last four are The Hunted, Grandma's Boy, The New Rambo, (laughs) and The Grey. You haven't seen... I like Grandma's Boy is another one of those situations where I think I forced people to sit through that movie. Um, I liked it, but people around me were just like, this is the worst. It's like, no, it's not. That was a very interesting uh, hit scene there. That whole he drowns the guy underwater? Yeah. Sneak, Love it. Sneaking around the backyard. I'm one away. If we see if uh, if I spy a helicopter, I'm gonna win this bitch. 
Are you one? Are you one block away? I'm a block away. Damn. I am Bruce Willis and most deaf in that movie, but I'm only one block. Instead of so sixteen blocks. Sixteen blocks. I would love to do this with Cage in the morning. Just work out in the garden, <laughs> in the backyard, in our with no socks on or anything. <laughs> Again, he has not eaten yet, I don't think, in this movie. If it turns out he's a... Like a cyborg. He would play a good... I mean, I guess we're going to get it. I, I don't know. From what I've heard, I've tried not to read as much as like I can about it, but from what I hear, Mandy will finally get sort of like a Terminator cage of some kind. But like That's, that's cool. That's sort of like a, uh, a mode I want to see him in, just like... I guess we get him a little bit like that in Drive Angry, but the movie is just so goofy. Yep. Look at Cage there. Not to interrupt you, but no, Cage, no. like, you know, fighting him, not even looking at what he's doing, he's just like, it's just so ingrained in him, he's able to defend himself from whatever. All the reflexes. What did I just watch Terminator? Oh, it actually comes in sort of terminator Okay. A little bit. <laughs> this is a bit, this might be a... a bit of a dramatic tonal shift where it starts to get sort of like court he's trying to court the the girl or something all right it's, it's getting it a little goofy cage pop that in your mouth eat a cage oh he came so close too come on you've eaten a cockroach before I have to. I want to watch that again soon. Did we discuss if we were gonna rewatch, like double rewatch, some movies at some point? I brought it up, and we weren't sure. But like, if somebody comes over, like, hey, I really want to see, yeah, Vampire's Vampire Kiss or whatever, be like, all right, we'll revisit the revisit. If somebody comes over and says like they want to rewatch like some bullshit that we've already no, watched, no, like yeah. that's it might be to that. But I don't know that anybody actually would. Mm-hmm. And also, if anybody that we know really wants to watch a Cage movie with us, like. We can have it done. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I remember you offered to Austin when he was because he's kind of close by. But did you ever watch any of his stand up? No, you, you told oh, about that on his website. You have, to, yeah. So, like, if anyone out there is listening to this, go check out our. We had him on for uh, watch the fifteen Throne, minutes, right? Well, fifteen minutes, yeah. Um, Austin Wolf Southern. Yeah, so just type that into YouTube or go to his letterbox. He has links, but he has this joke about the purge that I'm st- still laughing about. His purge material is hilarious. So um, he's got like good movie joke. Oh, he's really eating. <laughs> I'm going to win if he laughs maniacally or there's magic mysticism. Oh, right. It's a super, super hot. I forgot. Oh, oh, nice. Cage freaks out. I'm going to cross that off because he is uh, sweating and freaking out a little bit. So here's the thing, Mike. Yeah. Spoiler for the end of the movie. If you don't win by the end, when Cage dies, I'm going to get bingo. What do you mean? If Cage dies in the corner, I'm going to get five in a row. Oh, I see. I have to beat you you to the... It's a race now, because I'm for sure going to win. It's just a matter of whether we can win before the end of the movie. There's so much water, yet there's no beach. Isn't that amazing? Where's the beach? What is that dish? I don't know, something more spicy there. So another, another spicy See, thing, though. Like, we're in... Now we're in a romantic... Co- this is your favorite cage, I feel like. we. <laughs> this you know, should this be the actually, whole movie. <laughs> this is actually... It could happen to you, because they eat by the water in that movie, too. It's true. And she's... I mean, she's no Bridget Fonda, no. but she's also charming and adorable. But he's not exactly who he was in that movie. He's not a cop, right? He's the opposite of being a cop. In is that... Movie. 
Is that mysticism? Even these leaves? No, I don't know. I mean, I won't push it because that would actually get me the win. So. I think if like they were warding off evil spirits with them. All right, that's fair. Like we'll give it that far. Like I don't think a ghost needs to appear, or he ne- he doesn't have to go full Doctor Strange on us or anything. Which I was thinking, he would have <laughs> been an amazing. Doc- I know, like. Oh, Cumberbatch is good, but Cumberbatch is great. Yeah. He's amazing, but like Cage basically played that role already in the uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice. Like he is pretty yeah. much doing the same like big, yeah. big deal. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> like <laughs> the sarcastic magician. Yes. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm really liking like this part of the movie. Like this is it's interesting how they're able to. I mean, maybe it wasn't such a dramatic tonal shift. Now they've really eased into it, and now they're cutting back and forth between it. It's cool how it's working. Well, I think it's also showing, like what you were saying before, that he wants, like, this is his last job. He wants to retire, and he's trying to find, like, a new replacement and a new life for himself. So maybe yeah, maybe this is both things. Maybe he shouldn't be doing all this at once, though. Like, I think like he's doing his hit, he's training a guy, and he's setting up the next part of his life, like, Concentrate, you know, multitasking a few too many things. Well, he's got his four rules, you know. He's breaking he's them all. He's breaking all the rules. Rules are, there ain't no rules. Now they're really giving it to that watermelon. Super cool. He's <laughs> just. <laughs> that's like the equivalent of the scene in Spider-Man 3 where Peter Parker's watching Mary Jane perform where he's, they just pan to him and he's just got this goofy looking <laughs> grin on his face like that's my girl Spider-Man uh, 3 which nobody has signed boy. up for yet no one I might do that it might be a solo just episode. an hour long <laughs> rant about that movie <laughs> uh, so I remember seeing that in theaters and some guy behind me was with his kids and his phone rang and he answered it and I was like, I don't even care. I'm just going to let him in. I'm going to know what's going on with this guy's call more than Spider-Man 3. He's like, yeah, man, what's up? I'm just in Spider-Man 3. No, I can talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. My friend was asking me about... What was he asking me about this week? He was asking about... Marvel movies or something. And then we started talking about the Spider-Man. I don't remember how it came about. But then I was like, you know, I like the first two Sam Raimi ones, and I like the yeah. first Andrew Garfield one. Okay. And then I like the new one. I'm like, but the new one's not even like in my top five or ten Marvel, Marvel movies. Yeah. But that's not even just top five or ten Marvel. It's a top five or ten MCU. Like, if I am in the Spider-Man oh, like movies, or Ghost Rider, or whatever, and, yeah, yeah, like, it's going to go way down. There's just been because there's been like twenty MCU movies, a lot. Yeah, there's another like you know eight or ten planned too. I think so. Yeah, like the MCU proper, like the one that's got like what eighteen films deep or whatever. Like you said, like that is sort of the core. I feel like the yeah. other ones, like Ghost Rider and stuff. Like I haven't ranked those in in my list of Marvel movies. Punisher, I guess, right? Yeah, there's three Punisher movies. Warzone's uh, I, awesome. I I quite like the Thomas Jane one as just like a stupid, good, bad. Like that's it's almost Warzone, like right? a ki- that's no, no. That's the other one. That's the one. Um, Wait, who's in Warzone? That's the Lexi Alexander one. That's the one with uh, Ray. I want to say he's the guy who ended up playing Thor's fat redhead friend, and he was in the mo- that show Ooh. Rome. I'll look it up. <laughs> 
Okay. Because the first one, there's a Dolph Lundgren one. Yeah, yeah, there's that with Lou Gossick Jr. Then the second one with Thomas Jane, which is a riot. That's the one with Travolta. It's amazing. It's like a canon film. Oh, Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson, that's it, yeah. So Ray Stevenson was Punisher War Zone. Um, and then now we have the new guy on um, got Sh- um, Shane doing it now. Yeah, what's his name? From Wolf of Wall Street, from Fury. Berenthal. John Berenthal, yeah, 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 yeah. Who's great? One of my favorite actors at the moment. I like him too. I don't know why I couldn't place him. Jessica Jones season two just came out. I, I'm so far behind. I, I don't watch any series. of the. T- I, unfortunately, after Daredevil season one, I, I wasn't able to like get into. I got halfway through Jessica Jones season two, but then I was like, I just, I'm just gonna follow the movies. I was like, I don't even read this many comics when yep. I was into my comics. Like I was about into like four or five books, so like I can't follow everything going on. But if you do like Daredevil, come back in April where the Billy Club podcast is going to launch. I love that logo, too. Like, I can't. <laughs> it's going to change, too, so it's going to be super cool. An ever-evolving logo. Well, I know I definitely got a um, theme for Season 2 of Third Time's a Charm, so I think my logo might have to represent that. There you go. That's cool. Shift it up. This guy's pretty cool. He's kind of got like a Super Saiyan look happening. Uh, the blonde bis- hair. Yeah, and then mixed with like some kind of businessman. But it kind of reminds me of DK's friend in Tokyo Drift a little. Mm-hmm. That guy's full on Super Saiyan. Like he is so, he's like yeah. Vegeta. He's so hyper in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Tokyo Drift is so good. What season is that going to be for your show? Well, it's hard to say. Um, not till at least like season four. Oh, so like okay, we're like late. So I'm. I might even be able to. I'm hoping to time it with my lap so that we could do a crossover. Like that would be mm. cool. But we'll see. So your lap, yeah, because that your lap would be because both shows are once a month. So yeah, and your lap would be basically. So this lap is going to end. So, so lap two starts August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So your lap's going to begin April 2019. So the Tokyo Drift would be like June 2019. All right. I have to... I think, roughly. Work it out. I think. So, But I mean, we'll get to it eventually, and uh, yeah, you guys will be the guests somehow. We have uh, exciting news to announce that the first episode of lap two is going to feature Tobin and Island Addington. Oh, man. Talking about how much... Crossover loves from the Wonder Woman episode. Yes, (laughs) I'm excited to have that. That's an interesting look. The helmet with the suit and tie. Oh, here we go. This is uh, real courtship stuff. Definitely real respectful visiting the. I don't remember this at all, but I love it. (laughs) I can see why people wouldn't like this movie because it is very mm-hmm. sort of slow and weird and quiet and you know there there is action but it's not enough to like sustain an action movie but it's yeah. this it's not even like it's, it's it's almost more like a spy movie but he's not really doing mm-hmm. spy work it's just it's sort of paced like a spy movie yeah it feels more what like real I mean I don't know what real assassins how they live I mean for all I know they could be like Killmonger right but but like it feels more like what it would be like where there's 
like downtime. Yeah. And you got to like find stuff to do and yep. like you get injured and like yeah, and it would be slower and it's not all action hits. I love those movies, you know. If you look at like Haywire, right? Like I feel like that's a great action spy thriller with like good amounts of action and sure, spy sure. stuff. This leans more heavily towards spy and then sort of relationship drama and then you get like action killer stuff. Yep. But I do like this movie. Was this one that they played at Caged 4? Yes. Right? Yeah. He said he wanted to... Oh, yeah, because I asked him if he said anything about any movies, and I think he just came up and said he wanted to show this. Well, it's Caged 3. No, Caged 4? The girl... Cage, no, Cage the four. one yeah, where yeah, Cage yeah, yeah. was Cage there. Yeah. Because the C4 girl he was C4 with Jed. was from Bangkok or something. Yes. He wanted to show, like, he did a movie there. He's like, I really want to go to Bangkok, so I made this movie. <laughs> just like, no, nope, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think there was, I mean, there's the, the original, like, it's not extremely well-known, but in its circle, I feel like it's got a great reputation, and so when it was being remade, I think it got sort of lumped in with a lot of other remakes happening. Like, it was a soul, it was such, like, a culture of remakes that the, I mean, there still is, don't yep. get me wrong, but it was really, I feel like it was ramping up around this time, and this kind of got lumped in with, oh, another remake? Like... You know, it can't possibly be good because it's a remake. I used to have that mentality too, but you know, you got to drop that and just try and judge it on Live its own. Live your best life, man. <laughs> I have one column on my bingo card that has nothing checked off. Oh, I have a I have a crossroads one. Unless that was an awkward sex scene. No. Then I don't I, think so. Oh, <laughs> oh, here we go. Open going up to down. What I do like what we we didn't talk about in the last scene was he was learning. He learned that the the girl he's in love with. Her name means rain. He can now say her name in sign language. Sort of like you're, you're baking bread, kind of. You're like pinching pinching the dough. Now we can all say that in sign language. Elephant upside down. It's a good thing it was raining outside so he could put that together. Absolutely. Yeah, is the elephant upside down so he can forget? I don't... No, it's because that... I think his life is turning around now. It's good luck. Oh, look, a real elephant. There was he an elephant have... earlier, too. This is a very... I feel like he's seen elephants before. Was there one at the bottom? I mean, call me crazy, but I know I mentioned next earlier, but there wasn't an elephant at the bottom of the Grand Canyon, was there? Pretty sure that's not the case. <laughs> okay. We should do something with cage and animals. There has to. You should be like cage rides an animal, cage looks at an animal, like cage identifies with an animal. Cage plus animal question mark. I'm gonna write down. <laughs> Lots of interesting words in this movie. Damper on Sue, Retromary, or whatever. Kong laughingly is burning the picture, but Cage knows better. He's been he's been here before. He knows what to do. He has he leave no evidence. He's got a photographic memory of the photographs. Memorize the face. Be done with oh, it. Oh, so this is gonna be an action scene. This is the boat sequence. This is probably like the biggest action scene in the movie, I think. Is it? I feel like it's the most like interesting and complex one. I mean, I don't get, get me wrong. I loved him drowning the dude underwater. That was that was awesome. Yep, that showed his brutality. Yeah, but this he things go wrong and he has to improvise. Oh, get ready to mark off. Cage starts running. I don't have that. Oh, we had that before. He was working out. Remember, he was running before. Oh, that's right. Well, he'll be running again. Have you seen this movie more than once? You've only seen this movie once. I've seen it only once. Yeah, you have a good memory for this movie. 
I liked it. I mean, that's the other thing too. I mean, I was of the mentality of like, oh, it's a remake of this good movie. It can't possibly have any merit, but it, at least it's got Cage. And then I was totally yeah, like, oh no, I like that. it as its own thing. He looks kind of like Vince Neil. Oh right, with the cowboy hat, with the white hat. Yeah. Is he in disguise? I don't think I have him. I don't have the disguise thing, but he, yeah, he seems to be kind of like touristy. So he's got that's his target there, the guy yeah. in blue. Yes, as his camera would say. Let's see, like the reflective. He's got the aviator shades. Yeah, man, this is a uh, this is tense. Very quiet, very tranquil scene. About to get blown up. I also feel like the setting is unusual. You don't see this type of boat like, stuff. Yeah, it's almost like um like Venice or something. Yeah. Oh no, lady. Damn it, lady. The merchant is screwing it up. Uh oh. You lost your window. Come on, you hesitated. That's a rule, isn't it? Never hesitate? I don't know. Damn it. So now we're never, dude. You know it. Oh, I remember this now. I remember this now. There's a really great shot at the end of the sequence looking up at him. Yes. Not a sort of remember of the... You know, I know what I'm thinking. Looking at this like beautiful scenery setting with the water and the boats, like uh, I mean, when the sea level rises, like this is what most places. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> this was built around the water. It's not I like know. the water just like yeah. There will there will be beauty. <laughs> it just um, will like decimate the entire first floor of everywhere that the water is. <laughs> it's also remarkable that like. They never saw something like this coming. Like, so there's going to be a boat chase here one day, and so we might as we should tie these down somehow, or think of a system. Like, every all these guys, like fruit boats, are getting knocked over, and the wake is splashing into people's homes. Well, I think you kind of have to operate on the assumption that people aren't going to be assholes, but maybe not. Yeah, I suppose there aren't. You know, they always say hits owning day. a boat in Bangkok can be dangerous. <laughs> I mean, even if they're in the same scene, like, man, what you just did was dangerous, period. Like, don't do something like that in Bangkok next time. <laughs> but I don't think anybody has said the word Bangkok or dangerous yet, so... Whoa. That was nice. This guy's now working double duty. He's got to steer the boat and shoot a cage. Now that his partner either bailed or fell out? Unclear what happened there. It looked like he... Bailed out of fear. I think so too. It's kind of interesting that that the uh, when you get the same guys remake not well remaking their movie but doing it like very differently because you got the budget like, was probably higher for this one, right or no? Do you think? I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what like how it works over there when you're actually making a movie in Bangkok from Bangkok and. And then when you come back with, like, a whole American crew to remake that movie. But it's not like Funny Games, where the guy, like, remade it shot for shot, apparently. 
like this is a very different take on the same material, which why I feel like it works because it's not just like Psycho. It's not like Gus Van Sant just shot for shot remaking someone else's movie. Even it's it's pretty cool. I do want to point out that Cage just stole a motorcycle from a guy. Yeah, like, the silencer in his face. Ooh, he just shut that guy's hat off. Oh, I totally forgot he's on the bike here. So Ghost Rider. I remember this. I don't remember. I don't remember the action scene until I remembered like. Until Whoa! This in my brain. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Jumping off the motorcycle, which just exploded oh. into the boat. He had to have broken a rib there, because he landed halfway in. Roundhouse kick to the guy's stomach. Oh, he's gonna kill him with the. Uh, oh, chops Whoa. his arm off with the freaking motor. That's, That's the awesome. shot I was thinking of here. Damn, that looks good. Well, I mean, it looks very realistic. It also looks good. I, I, I know where you're coming from. Oh, so I've, earlier before when you were talking about how your buddy's movie made you want to vomit three times or yep. whatever, like you got sick. The um, that's super cool. Yeah, the bullet holes going through the boat. John Wicky. Um, yeah, he's got a John Wick look. I could see him going up against John Wick in the like this character. I'm pretty sure John Wick would kick this guy's ass. Yeah, he might at this point. Yeah. It looks like he's yeah very old. Anyway, but like okay, so the one movie I watched last year, I I literally had to pause it because the blood drained it from my body and I got pale and lightheaded was the um, the Stephen King movie where the lady is... Gerald's Game? Gerald's Game. Oh my god. Oh, where she's trying... Like, she, like, where she has to get out of the handcuff? Oh. Good old Carla Gugino. But like, I never really had... Like, I had... I tried to watch Irreversible once or twice and just turned it off because I was like, I just don't have any... Interest yeah. in like an hour and a half of this, but like that came out a moment in the movie, you know, like it's the climax almost. Yes. And I, I was like very invested in her character, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna be sick. And I literally turned the movie off and like laid down on the floor for a little while, and then like put the movie back on. Well, there's a couple movies that like every year at Fantastic Fest, there seems to be like one or two that like people walk out of. Like it wasn't a Fantastic Fest, but the one that I saw at Fantastic Fest that had happened elsewhere. When people saw Raw, they passed out. Oh, okay, really? Yeah, I mean, for because if you if suggest you like a, it suggests a lot. If you see that, well, I mean, there's also, I mean, there she she eats a lot of flesh in that one. Um, if you see that like at a regular film festival, though, and you're not there for to see horror movies, and you see that like it's a coming age movie, coming of age movie, yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then this year, the one shot. that they had to pause the screening because the person in the other theater passed out was Revenge, which was like my second okay. favorite movie from last year. Still waiting on that one, yeah. Which rules. Uh, Look that how was beautiful crazy. that shot is. That makes me, this shot, this scene makes me want to visit Bangkok. Yeah. Pull a oh. two and just go to Tokyo. So it looked like the golden shimmer reminds me of Next Again because he's supposed to play like the golden man or something in that. Yeah. Wait, did you say plan a trip with Joe 2 or something? No, I said just pull a Joe 2 and oh, plan a trip Oh, pull a Joe 2 and, and do the Bangkok Dangerous Tour. Yeah. Go to that river street and... Go to the shrine. Go to the shrine, visit where they... His Is house. this magic and or mysticism? I don't want to sure. refer to this as it's mysticism. It's religion and spirituality. Yeah, religion and spirituality. Um, but then I think my friend was saying that, like, Tonight She Comes has made people pass out or leave theaters or something, so that that's for sure... Okay. And then Gerald's game, I think the same thing might have happened. That like I don't know if it's a Fantastic Fest or elsewhere because that showed a Fantastic Fest. Yeah, they showed and, that and nineteen twenty two there both. I wouldn't. I would never walk out. But if I saw, if I was watching that in theaters, I definitely would be closing my eyes and turning my head away. And I don't. I do not find myself like that kind of guy. Like the person that can't take a visual 
horror, whatever. Like I've seen a lot of stuff on movies, so for that, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just a testament to the writing too, though, that how invested with her I was. I just didn't want that happening to her, right? Per se, like that character. Because you see guys get, like, shot the shit in RoboCop, and it's just, like, it's gruesome, right. and it's, like, whatever, though, because... Well, the, the things that made me want to vomit in tonight's comments are either blood or body-related, which I think is always, like, the... Yeah, the Cronenberg edge. Like, the last, the last one, the last movie that really affected me that way was Inside, that French horror movie about the pregnant woman. Oh, I didn't see it. I don't even think I heard of it. I think I blocked out most of it because of PTSD, <laughs> but, like, there's some graphic... Like, I think... Like self-abortion, sort of like. Oh, that like, reminds just, me of like, um, of that movie we watched. Was it Necrophilia? No, no not Necrophilia. No, 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 not that nymphomaniac. Oh God! <laughs> you see where my head? Oh man, talking about there's another abortion stuff. scene, but not a self-abortion scene in the movie The Tribe. Oh yeah, I still want to get that's the silent film, Oof. right? Speaking yeah, of speaking deaf of subtitles people. and speaking of you know sign language. A movie with no subtitles. Oh, I am happy together with you. And then now he's going to commit brutal murder. Watch this. This is amazing. And then she, because she's deaf, she can't hear any of that. Yep. He just takes out these two guys, and she's going to just, oh, turn around and see it. Um,. It's crazy. Like I never, I, I, I'm always trying to get scared to watch watching movies. Like I, I'm upset at times that movies don't scary movies don't scare me more. Like for the longest time, a hole in drive, I could always rely on that for whatever reason. The mood, the tone, the everything about it just creeps me out Winkies. and scares me, man. That especially, yeah. But um, I saw two movies last year that that affected me. Lake Mungo. Which I think was 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 it's a Chris Mattiello recommendation. Yeah, which I loved. Like I was like, this is what this isn't gonna work up. And then I was just like, holy shit! There's a turn in that movie that really brought the goosebumps. Um, and then I rewatched the Vivich, the Witch. I rewatched that last year, and in theaters I thought it was great and everything, but I wasn't scared. But watching it alone at home, I got like the shit scared out of me watching that movie. So. I guess happy to say that, you know, there's stuff around more recently that's working on me. That can still fuck you up. That's the thing. Like, the more movies you watch, the more horror you're into. The more you can sort of dismiss as like, oh, I've seen this before, I've seen this better, or whatever. It's it's hard for things to really, truly affect you. Mm. When it does, man, it's just like, whew. And then if that happens to us, like, what does that mean for, like, people who don't watch that kind of yes. thing? Yes, yeah, that's what I think about a lot, too, is, like, man, if I wasn't me, like, this would probably be working so much better. <laughs> yeah, I think when I saw The Witch in theaters, two people in front of me got up and left. I was like, I understand that. Like, I get that. <laughs> like, I remember when I went to go see that Sam Raimi... By the way, Sam Raimi, where are you? Make more horror movies. I mean, I like the Evil Dead show. It's a lot of fun, but... Um, the one with the girl... Drag Me to Hell? Yeah. Okay, so when I remember when I went to see Drag Me to Hell, it was, like, really late at night, and the theater was just packed. And during the scene in the parking garage, when the, the gypsy lady attacks the girl in the car and everything, uh, the girl in front of me 
jumped out of her seat, <laughs> threw up her arms, and said, I am done, <laughs> and just stormed out of the movie. Her friends, like, looked around in disbelief. I started laughing my ass off. Um, I need more moments like that when I go to the movies. <laughs> movies just haven't been crowded recently when I go. Yeah, uh, Black Panther was packed, but everything else I've seen has not been very crowded. People didn't walk out when I saw Mother, but people wanted to walk out when I saw Mother. Oh, someone did... Actually, I think I caught someone walking out during the end of Mother. Like, not... It was, like, close to the end, though. I was like, why are you walking out now? It's, like, almost over. Don't you want to see if it, like, redeems itself in your eyes? (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like... Yesterday, I had... I had, um... Like my handyman over, and I was like, "Don't lean on the sink because it's it's not braced." <laughs> and so, it makes me think of mother. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence just freaking out about people just on the wrong things. People just rude in general. Mm-hmm. Captured perfectly. Oh, you have to see me, my mother. We can endorse mother. Tobin hates mother. Yeah, well. I was pleasantly surprised to see that he loved uh, Greatest Showman. Oh, yeah, I want to check that out. I wanted to see that, but it was like, oh, I'm not going to get to this in the movies. It's on Blu-ray April 10th, so that's when our uh, Zack Attack episode for that is going to come out. With special guest Jordan Paul and Clark, who's never been on one of our... uh, Yay! Jochu track podcast. Now, as resident historian, I'm going to let this one fly, because thematically, Jordan will have way more to talk about. True, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, as we're recording this, the episode of Disaster Artist comes out on Tuesday. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Mark. And that is a very long episode. (laughs) And one, surprisingly, that all three of us were very tough on. Who's your guest on there? Uh, Chris Mattiello. Okay. I've seen that movie three times now. Uh, once in theaters and then twice at home and, um, by the third time, I was like, all right, I think, I think I'm good. I don't know if I need to watch this again, but I think my favorite screening was the second time. I really got the most out of it. I saw it in theaters, and I thought it was fine, but people were laughing at things I thought were sort of sad and depressing, like oh. what's, what's supposed to be. Then I watched it again, and I was just like, eh. When I went to see it again, there was like three people there, and I saw it in IMAX. Uh, Which is, why is that movie <laughs> in IMAX? That's crazy. It was like the... I think it was just at the time. It was the only time I wanted to see it at, but yeah, that like, was why hilarious. Why did shoot it in IMAX? I don't know. I, think, I, I don't think it was shot in IMAX. I think it was just distributed in IMAX, and I think it was as a joke because it's like the least IMAX movie, <laughs> and it's like a, such a Tommy Wiseau move. Like, ah, oh, do an IMAX movie. It's so big. My face is huge. Um, but yeah, so there was like me and like three other guys, like men my age there. So like we were all on the same level basically with the movie. Like it felt like I was just watching it with friends I didn't know. Um, so no one was really laughing at any like wrong. I don't feel like they got the wrong message from it. Right. So I think I had like a really one of the more positive screening experiences with that. So you saw it twice in theaters? You saw no, it and then I saw it twice at home. Gotcha. Okay. And the second t- when I watched it at home the second time, I was just like, I was like, this movie I'm going to watch so many times. And then the third time, I was like, I think I'm good. <laughs> Not to spoil our episode, I mean, this episode will release after that came out, so go listen to Zack Attack if you haven't heard that yet. But to spoil our Bangkok Dangerous episode, to but, talk about other movies. But, like, 
we we just don't know what the point of the movie is. Like, why did you make the movie? Like, why make the movie? Why make? Yeah, I think I think Franco sees himself like to a degree uh, misunderstood, and yeah, and sees Tommy as a conduit to express himself. Like that's really all I see. And and then the other end of it being a um, like a movie about filmmaking, which I think is like a really great sort of subgenre yeah. of a lot of genres, and it's it's pretty successful just like that but I think Ed now, did you read the, like did the you read the book no I didn't read the book I think if you read the book you would like the movie less from jump because the the movie is so condensed and the book is so much woman is attacked cross it off oh no um the movie is just like it has to be it can't be the book because the book basically tells two stories it tells the making of the room in every other chapter and then every other chapter it alternates with the story of Greg and Tommy Meeting and becoming friends, and then sort of like maybe falling out of friendship. Right. And so it's like these two narratives that intersect, and and you know all this different stuff. And the movie can't do that, and it just sort of like really condenses the timeline. And it just feels like the book opened up this world into what it was like to make the worst movie ever made, or what people say is the worst movie ever made. But the movie about the book about the movie, it's like. Yeah, but okay. So, like, what, what's the point? Like, what, like, what are you trying to accomplish here, other than to just say, like, hey, we can remake this because we can. You know what I mean? Yeah, part of it felt kind of like um, they didn't even need to be making a movie. It just could have been like these misfits getting together to do anything. And right. then another part of it kind of felt like I've seen this movie a lot, just not with the Tommy Wiseau character. You know, so it's like, what happens if you insert this variable into, you know? Like that premise, yeah. right? So it's like the premise is we're making a movie, but the variable is like the director's insane. Instead of like, you know, this is all going to go well or whatever. I think, uh, you know, we will not watch a bunch of Woody Allen movies that are about like <laughs> productions gone wrong and sure. things like that. But he's very interested in that topic too. Is like what happens when there's sort of like the set gets out of control and mayhem ensues. Like, can you salvage a production? Like, um, what? What happens between relationships and things? But you're right. It feels there just feels like they pulled a lot of punches, right? Like it just feel felt kind of like they went for the laugh instead of the cry, right? A lot of the times, and it I, should be. A, it's a depressing story because he's a tragic figure. You know what I think I would have liked is if they did essentially like a lost soul, the doom story of Richard Stanley's uh, Island of Doctor Moreau. Like if they did a doc or like Yoda rescues Doom, but it's like a movie about the movie, like a documentary oh, right, yeah. about the movie. Because apparently, I mean, they have the footage that Tommy had that guy shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have... Where's that You movie? could have the people talking about it, and you could cut in clips or whatever if you want. You could do reenactments, even. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that that would have be been more interesting to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, As I opposed to a fictionalized retelling of the story. And that's a point that we did not make on the podcast. That's a little bit of an addendum. This is a part two to our Disaster you, Artist episode. Did you give any... Recommends like a real good recommend instead or anything. I would say Ed no. Wood or even the play. Oh, I, Chris talked about Ed Wood a lot because mm. he's like that movie has heart and everything. He 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 really you know went to bat for Ed Wood. The play is really good. It's got a great Tim Robbins performance, and there's lots of interesting cameos and characters throughout that movie too. But it's about a producer who's sort of being blackmailed, um, and he tries to like not. He tries to like get himself out of it by himself, and it's like a really interesting sort of noirish uh, 
you know, we were talking before about uh, Gerald's game in 1922, both Stephen King things. Stephen King also wrote 112263 about the JFK assassination. Oh, Here, this is very reminiscent. Yeah, good call, man. Presidential this is, motorcade assassination. This is very close. I mean, if you believe the Oswald conspiracy and that it wasn't the comedian from Watchmen, as the opening credits of that movie shows... <laughs> That said, I am looking forward to the Dana Lindelof. I am so looking... I am pumped for that show, man. Because, like, I like the Watchmen movie. Like, I don't think it's a great movie, but, like, it looks beautiful, and it really has a couple moments. And I think if you just cut it down to the Rorschach investigation, like, that would have been a solid film. Um, But, yeah, I can't wait to see what Lindelof does. Because you know his aesthetic is nothing like Zack Snyder's, so we won't get, like, the metal, dark metal costumes yep. and stuff. Everything's going to be... I have a feeling it's going to be more, like, hints of Batman 66 and stuff Although, like that. what we do know is that Damon Lindelof is all about showing dong and things, so we're going to get a lot of Manhattan. <laughs> it's the perfect material for him. Then. Maybe that's why he signed up. Maybe. Probably not. Well, he is also a bald dude, and Dr. Manhattan's a bald dude, so... Some kinship there. Maybe he'll play Doctor Manhattan. Is that what you're saying? Just <laughs> get basically anybody to play that role. Um, he's mostly like they CGO CGI. Shaking doesn't want to take the shot. If he doesn't take the shot, I'm gonna cross off stutters or hesitates. Ooh, nice bullet cam. That's really interesting. Oh, damn! All of his hits are coming back. Is that what this is? Is this a flashback? Yes. So it's definitely a flashback. Yeah, you know, I think this is the whole movie coming back and flashing before his eyes. That sort of reminds me of uh, Lord of War, where he, we follow the bullet oh. in the opening scene, right? Good call. There's a little bullet motif there. What's going on? Oh, with that? but he Glass did take train. a shot. Oh, so that was a it was like a premonition thing. Maybe it's like next. <laughs> that was a bit of his next power. I'm going to cross off Cage stutters or hesitates because, you know... Oh, yeah. That's showing that he's not ready to take this shot. Cage really kind of freaking out here. Uh, okay, so this is the guy who's going to shoot him, right? Oh, there's a bit of a chase, I think. How much more time do we have in this movie? Like 25 roof, minutes? A little rooftop action. 20, 23 minutes. A little over 23. Man. Yeah, it's not that long, but it's feeling a little longer than it is. It's it's a very slow movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything about this that's bad. I'm just trying to think, you know, what I would give this movie, like, on Letterboxd. I think I gave it... What exists right now on Letterboxd for me is, like, a a 3 out of 5, which I'm going to raise that, but I don't know if I'm going to go much higher than, like, a 7 or an 8, like a a 3.5 or 4... No, yeah. Just because, like, it's it's good. It's not bad. It's just... I, yeah, I keep it around, like, a three, a three and a half, or a three. I'm leaning around keeping it around. It's a solid three, though. Like, it's solid. Um, I don't feel like there's anything unnecessary with the story they want to tell. Cage running again. Running this entire movie, basically. He will run again a lot in seven years for The Runner. Oh, that's right. Wait, does he even run in that movie? He runs he for office. No, he, he <laughs> runs around Washington, D.C. Right. Remember, like, he always yes. works out in the morning? Does the Captain America Falcon work out? Yep. Running around there. On your left. On your left. Love oh, that. Oh, nice. Just swiping stuff. Oh, impromptu um, 
disguise. So he sold a hat, which probably cost a guy like, you know, eight bucks. He sold the camera, which cost thousands of dollars. Yeah, at least like two grand. <laughs> With a killer lens on it. I mean, the lens is probably like a thousand bucks or more on the phone, too. So. <laughs> and now he's using it to smash a window. window. Man, he's oh, so man. resourceful. Red sports car? Just a red car. Uh, no, it's not a sports car. If that was a red sports car, I may have won. Damn. It's not even red, really. I mean, that was more maroon. I mean, yeah. that was very dark red. It was like ox blood red. How many passports do you need, man? Well, he's an international assassin. He needs a bunch. Oh, they're in his house now. This is a real John Wick thing. This house actually kind of looks like John Wick's, too. Mm -hmm. It's very open. Very modern, very open floor plan. Very tactical house. Basically, (laughs) it looks identical to the house that I'm buying. Just kidding. My house is not like I was just about to go, where? Where now? (laughs) Oh, you know, that $2 million house that I'm buying. Oh, yeah. The one up the street in Saddle River, I got you. This house isn't probably big, it's just like super modern and nice, you know? And is that a pink cam bomb? Home Alone it. Oh my gosh, it is a pink cam bomb. And he's got two of them. That's a good move, hiding in the tub. It's a real Breaking Bad sort of move. Not really. What, the homemade bomb? No, ba- bathtub. Oh. But that's just... So that is also John Wick. John Wick's house blows up in the second one. So. Wow. Spoiler for John Wick. I how much this house blew up. It looks like the house from The Grudge from the outside. I also just rewatched um, Upstream Color, where Ooh. Shane Carruth and Amy Simetz hide out in the bathtub. Hide out? That's one way of putting it, I guess, right? <laughs> well, they're just, they didn't escape the world. Like, they're just trying to, you know. <laughs> Get in touch with their inner pig. I think that's just like they're. they're are freaking out, man. Now that guy's got Cage's watch. What's he doing with his watch? Don't know. Because that's like how you know it's him even when he's a stunt double. Oh, I guess he gave the watch to Kong. Oh, I Kong see. Did it. Oh, wait, did he speak in... I thought he had subtitle. He might have. He's my student. Yeah, Tina Kong. Kong. I guess he could have just said Kong, and the guy would have gotten the point. Probably. Is that Surat? The blonde guy? I think it's the other guy. The other guy is Surat. This guy. He's Surat. Maybe. He's only one man. Papa Yego. Sent two units. They're bringing her down now. (laughs) That's perfect. Cage is praying. Is that magic mysticism? Just kidding. There's magic in his eyes, though. So if we get laughs maniacally, magic mysticism, or Cage dies, I win. Okay. Well, you're going to win by the end, but I need a helicopter, which I probably just missed. There's probably been helicopters. I don't think I've seen a helicopter. A red sports car. That I win. We were close, uh, but we didn't get it. Cage. Oh, the beach. If we get the beach. Mm-hmm, it's possible. I feel like he would have been at the beach by now. I don't know anything about the geography of Thailand, though. I'm assuming there's beaches. Maybe there's not. I mean, yeah, if there's... I was about to say, if there's water, there's a beach. But, I mean, there's lakes without beaches. And we also... Just so they were by the water before, there was a beach, too, so... Just docks. He's driving... This is the second time at least he's driven on the right side of the car in this movie, you know. 
He drives a lot of vehicles British in this. Style. If this was a uh, too fast episode, you'd have motorcycles, cars. No helicopters, though. No, running on foot. Oh, but one of those weird boats, speedboat. And the the rowboat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a real sort of... The movie is Tokyo Drift. Just getting it's not Tokyo Drift. The thing with the um, camcorder, the video camera, for some reason the security camera room reminded me of a very late episode of Twin Peaks to Return. Um, Which one? The one when um, the bad Mr. C, that's what they call him, right? The evil coop. He, like, goes to the warehouse and has the arm wrestling competition. I forgot about this. Oh, that's awesome. Where Cage puts his arms on either side of the guy's head. Crisscrosses. Crisscrosses him and shoots the two guys. Um, and they have, like, that big, like, view screen on the wall, and everyone's watching what's happening upstairs. It's, I don't know. It's just for some reason. I not just because it says Twin Peaks Connection on my thing, but I, oh, got, I, a, I got a vibe there from it. I mean, also in that, in Twin Peaks, I feel like uh, Robert Nepper and, uh, what's his name, Belushi, watch screens a lot, you know, trying to figure out what Mr. Jackpot is doing. Hello. I feel like people have forgotten about Mr. Jackpot too soon. Gone but not forgotten. Remember. Always remember. I am the FBI. Dougie Jones will be home. Oh, boy. I wish that I didn't live in a world where I always wanted to see, like, all these new things, because I would love to just, you know, watch The Return a couple more times and everything like that, mm. but... I blame the world for producing so much new stuff I want to see. And so much good stuff, too. Both movies and TV, and, you know, to a, uh, to a different extent or a lesser extent, you know, video games and books, and for sure podcasts. Like, I listen to way too many podcasts, I can tell you that much. Yeah. It also doesn't help that, like, we literally put out... Like, I listen to everything we put out, Unless, except the stuff that I edit, because I've already heard that, you know, I lived it, and <laughs> I edited it. <laughs> so I listened to all that, and, like, we have so many things coming out. Check out all of it at cageclub.me slash shows. We're up to, like, uh, 18-ish podcasts or something like that, so it's a ridiculous number. Do you want to host a podcast on the <laughs> network? Email us. Mail Get in I touch. Got on me. So this is the final action scene, right? This is him sort of... Pretty sure we're getting there. The boss battle, the final level. Yeah, because this is the longest, like, shootout cat and mouse thing that's happened. Where are we going to get... I thought the whole thing was bathed in red light, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's just, like, one little scene or one little location or one little like sort of subplot of this well scene? it's very bluish I mean it is blue but know. there's a stark red coming up I don't know if you remember that but like it's like bright bright red you know, I think the only reason I remember that is because that was the uh, image that I used the screen cap that I used mm. for my cover photo when I was doing one per movie oh is he standing on something strange no he's just in rafters you're not going to cross that off he's just higher than everybody I else think something weird it wouldn't give me the win or anything but <laughs> This also reminds me uh, visually of the not as f- dramatically or not as like f- stylistically, so like at the end of Kickass when they're in the warehouse and there's like yeah. the, the, the strobe light. Mm. Oh yeah, when Cage is strapped to the chair. Now switch Burning. to Kryptonite. That's a movie I'm gonna look forward to uh, rewatching for this, but you know, not a lot of Cage, but it's a, a movie that I like. Yeah, it's a good featuring one. McLovin himself. I remember, so I saw, of the movie on my list, of the movies on my list, the one that I had seen before was Superbad. I watched that in college, and I didn't like it. Oh. And I was sort of worried to rewatch it, because I was like, because everybody loved, like, like, oh, 
dude McLove and it's so I funny. Loved it. Yeah. But then I watched it and I was like, oh no shit, like it is really funny. Like it's just so good. And like him with Bill Hader and Seth Rogen, just like the the three of them, like this like mismatched, you know, police trio. Oh, here's your red. Here's the red. Oh, look at him looking through all that. The bottles? That's cool. Oh, gotcha, bitch. Must have taken so long to reset. <laughs> Take two. Yeah, it is super red. No, Mike, it's called super bad, not super red. <laughs> I guess they're in a water bottling plant. This is what this is? I think it's just the back room for the restaurant or bar or wherever. No, because like, there's... That that was, I think, what it was. That because there's look at all those water bottles. That's not for one restaurant. I mean, they, that's what it is. Well, it seems okay. That yeah. shot, right? But there. it seems like he's in some kind of abandoned factory, maybe, or or some kind of factory that's just closed for the night. I, I think it's got to be a water bottling facility because there are so many bottles of water. Unless this is like, but if it's a warehouse and they're just storing, I guess it could be. I don't know though. It's hard to tell. Cause it could be also like Breaking Bad, like the methylamine. Hmm. I don't know. It's just the one with the B on it. Go for it. He's just going he's for it. He's trying to do a little, a little sort of John Wooey. You know what I mean? Oh, like, totally. Yeah, yeah. He's done two um, movies with John Woo. He's got that John Woo influence on him. Sort of that like slow mo, like pull out from behind his back, two pistol. Yeah, <clears throat> sort of even closer to face off than Wind Talkers, mm, but yeah, even maybe closer to oh, Matrix. That orange. That was almost like I got a very Neo vibe from him. I think Cage got shot a couple times there, but now we're orange. Yeah, it just doesn't matter to him. Yeah, it was interesting. We shift from almost like a pinkish red to this ready orange, orangey red. <laughs> nice how he kicked it into the camera. Now we're blue, blue again. Well, now, it's, now we're not with Cage anymore. This is with the oh. So you think that represents guys. his rage and how it's getting hotter? Speaking of rage, come back when we do rage, aka Tokarev. When we do Rage, I don't know what we're going to have to do. I guess we're, we're probably going to... I don't know. We're going to have to do both? No, we're not going to... I don't think I want to watch them both. side by side. I'll get another TV in here. Or oh, shit, it up yeah. And, like, we can start them exactly the same. Yeah, we can stream one on your computer. <laughs> and then we can put the other one there. I say we try that. <laughs> so when I bought my new TV, stuff. I had to buy a new receiver so I could do 4K pass-through. Uh-huh. And my new receiver has dual HDMI out. So I could actually have two... I don't know how it works. But they can, like, sort of send two different signals to two different things. Oh. So I could have, essentially, like, you know, the Xbox showing one movie, the PlayStation showing another movie. Not that I w- not that we would. No. You don't have could. to get a new cable box, though, did you? No. Just the receiver. Because cable, cable doesn't really do a lot in 4K. Comcast does some stuff in 4K, but I'm not sure if Optimum does. I don't know if Fios does. Right, right. I'm excited that Fios does. That was clever. Blew that guy apart and opened it Oh, apart. just split the guy in half. Like, yeah. literally in half at the waist. Grenade down the pants. Damn. Oh, I don't remember that gore. Look at that. He's even breathing his last breath. I don't remember that gore being so well done in this, or, or even being here. I mean, I guess, realistically, you, you wouldn't die necessarily if you have your bottom half blown off, because you have, no vital, you have no vital organs down there. Like, your brain is still sending signals, and your heart's still pumping. I mean, you're losing blood rapidly, <laughs> and all your other bodily... Got a couple thoughts left. I hear you. <laughs> you know, maybe Doctor Thackeray could sew you back together. Unless he uh, Unless overdoses, he... yeah, or tries to, you know, doctor physician heal thyself. 
Go check out our... They're still not out yet. I keep thinking that those episodes, we recorded them so long ago, they're still not released by the time that we released this episode. Oh, wow. Coming up in April on Cinemakers, The Nick, seasons one and two, two different episodes. Because that Magic Mike episode drops Monday by the yep. time we are recording this. Just a couple weeks ago. I was thinking, you know, Haywire is going to be the most covered podcast on huh. the network, I think, because they're doing it for the contenders. Yeah. We did it for Cinemakers. We're going to do it for Magic Mics. Huh. We've had a bunch of two, but I don't think we've gotta, ever had a three. got to figure out another reason to watch that for <laughs> the show. Is there a... Gina Carano pod? Are we still thinking anything? Or... Um, Is there some way know. we could call it the part three of a series? <laughs> I don't know. That would almost make more sense for your... Not that it, not that it would work, but that idea you had a while ago about the original and the remake, like we could sort of do like a oh, right. sort of spiritual thing with like the limey and that, you know what I mean? Like two directors or one director, two movies. Oh, is this this is this is gonna get really weird? So no, I think it's not a problem I have with this movie, but a lot of this movie is like hyper stylized, but. Not really for a reason. You know what I well, mean? It just has like those whip pants and cool. stuff. A lot of it looks cool, but there's not like a, a thematic or cinematic reason why they're showing the shots that they are. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's just, it's just stylized, whatever looks which best. Is cool. Definitely makes Cage look like a badass, though, when you get all these, like, Dutch angle shots of him shooting guns and things. And I also feel like Cage just being here, no shield, no armor, no cover, nothing. Exposed. He's like, this is, he knows he's gonna die here. You know? From one, from one way or another. This is the end for Cage. Look at him. But he won't go out alone. He's a professional. He's got to get those gold coins so he can save the Continental. What if this was in the John Wick universe? Oh, that'd be amazing. If he visited... If all he really would have to have done was visit a... Just go stay at a hotel instead of that house. Yeah, just have the Ian McShane show up. Just be like there for one scene. Don't explain anything. <laughs> you just... You have to put it together. Because I feel like this is probably, of all the movies that Cage did, the one that's closest... Yeah. ...to living in a John Wick-averse. I think so. Probably. Um, because, like, as stylized as it is, like, the story-wise and everything isn't very... isn't that, like, crazy or unbelievable, you know? No. And it's also sort of... it's similar to John Wick in that, like, he's he's not a retired hitman. He's just one that's sort of at the end of his run, right? And, uh... And it's almost like the good guy hitman, too. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Sort of with a moral compass, a little bit. Here yes, we go. This is this is something you will not ever see in any other movie. <laughs> I don't think so strange, but getting out. It's in a way suicide by cop, but not intentional. You know. I think it's just I went out. It's the only absolute way. It is a little strange, though, that he's so intimate with his last guy that he's going to take him out with him. And I wonder... I mean, I guess it depends on the kind of bullet. I don't know anything about guns, but 
you know, what if he does this and, like, the bullet gets, just gets lodged in his brain and the other guy doesn't die? Like, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> no, yeah, I think there's a certain caliber that'll shoot through. Like, I also do think that, you know, if you're going to kill yourself, it also probably doesn't really matter too much if you also kill your mark because you're going to be dead. Like, who, who, what does it care? Like, yeah, you know, you're yeah. not going to profit from it. I just would have thought, like, he would want to be alone or... I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's, you know, a sense of finality, though. Like, at least he knows he killed the last guy. Yep. He knows for sure. Again, like Rage, a.k.a. Joker, one where Cage dies, bingo. Give me a timestamp, please, sir. One thirty-three fifty-one. Uh, just like Rage, aka Tokarev, at least Tokarev, not Rage, he kills himself at the end, so, mm-hmm. you know, not the only time Cage will kill himself. Cage dies a bunch, but suicide at least twice, so, Very important strange. to oh, note. Yep. And we get it at least once with Keanu during that, um, what was that, 47 Ronin, when they all, like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wonder if, like, you know, like, how good would... 47 Ronin would be like if Takashi Miki directed it mm. I don't yeah. know if he would but like he, or, sort of, he goes back and forth between a couple different things and here we go that's the end of the movie I think what I said was I wish it was Miyazaki's first live action film <laughs> I feel like he could have done something really poetic and, and sincere with that material what's a tuck tuck don't know you think we're going to get a post credit scene where Cage is not actually dead <laughs> Just kidding. He is very dead. How many cross? How many boxes did you cross off? Not including the free space. Oh, wait, I, I have, have thirteen of twenty-four. Have, let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I missed out on awkward sex scene. Titular line spoken, which Me is too. a real, it's a real shame. We all we all missed out on titular line spoken. Uh, Cage laughs maniacally. Magic missed mysticism. That too. Missed that too. New Orleans red sports car. Missed Las that. Vegas Twin Peaks connection. Cage shaves. Gambling. Cage cries. So. Okay, so the other things that I missed were Cage stands on something weird, Cage drinks alcohol, the beach, helicopter, someone plays a musical instrument. And I'm sure someone did some of that, but none of if I missed them, none of it would have mattered. Helicopter I think there was a harp. Me. I would cross, you can cross off a musical instrument. I think I saw a harp early, right. early I st- on. I still don't win. No. Um, so the last episode good. of this revisited podcast that we did... We were joined by Brian Rodriguez of the PSL of Hoffman podcast. We did Honeymoon in Vegas, so go check that out if you didn't listen to that. It's two weeks ago. The next one we're going to do, here's a little sneak peek as we're through the very long credits of this film. The next one we're going to do is Red Rock West from 1993, so go find that. That is truly a great movie, one that I've seen before, didn't remember a lot, then we watched again for Cage Club, and we both really liked it. You know, it's a Western cage. We don't have too many Westerns. It's like a modern Western. Yep. So check that out, because that's great. That's going to come out in two weeks. This podcast comes out March 29th, which means, as we've been saying all along, that there's a new episode of Third Time's a Charm next week. There's going to be a little bit of a Ben Affleck teaser bonus <laughs> thing on April Fool's Day. There's going to be, presumably, a new Now and Again. There's going to be the new Too Fast, Too Forever. Billy Club comes out next month. Damn. You know, we've got... Also, every two weeks now, we've got the Winona Forever. We've got... an Oh, so the one that we just did as we're recording this was Square Dance. But the next movie, which is going to come out the 
21st, so last week, as you're listening to this, was Beetlejuice. I didn't oh, realize wow, that was already? her third movie. Yeah. Wow. So go check out Winona Forever, which is the Winona Ryder podcast. Go check out The Contenders. Their next movie, which will also be the same week, I think, is going to be A Wrinkle in Time. Oh, okay. So check that out. Theatrical release. And just go to cageclub.me slash shows to see all of the shows that we do. And then also, this is the first time we've recorded one of these since I started doing this another thing on the site. Go to cageclub.me slash hosts, and you can see what we look like, and you can see bios and stuff like this. Joe, too, wrote my bio, <laughs> which is wonderful. Uh, but, you know, I just want to make sure, like, you know, we've, we've, if you've listened to our stuff, we've been in your ears for hundreds, if not thousands of hours. No, not thousands of hours. Hundreds of hours. <laughs> um... Our faces are out there now, so you know, go check it out if you want to check it out. A lot of fun things at cageclub.me. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter. Email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. You know, we're, we're always doing things. Man, these are long credits. What is happening? It's like six or seven minutes, I think, for an hour and 39 minute movie. <laughs> I guess probably because you have like two different entire crews, maybe like you have like probably the local team and like the Hollywood team, or I guess so. I don't know. Fingers crossed that there's something post credits, even though there will almost surely not be. Any other, any other thoughts about uh, Bangkok Dangerous before we um, run out of time? No, it's a good one. I like it. I hope people check it out. If you haven't seen it, if you've been hesitant about it, it's got some. Uh, it's got some good scenes, some good yep. scenery, yep. some nice ideas going on, yep. and and check out the original because they're more companion pieces instead of like remakes. They're not direct remakes. They're, it's very interesting what what the Pang brothers have done. So check it out. Cool. So we will see you next time. Red Rock West from 1993 is the one we're going to do in two weeks. So check that out. Here we and go. We'll is there anything time. here? We got anything? And. Nothing. It's always disappointing when I'm like in a movie theater <laughs> and I wait, and then like you see like that like that the whatever like, there's like a there's sort of a standard movie theater screen that comes oh, at up at the very just, end. Like, yeah, like, the lights come up and the th- I'm just like ah, oh, like I waited like minutes, minutes of my life, for nothing. <laughs> and anyway. you should just put the Captain America at the end of everything from Spider-Man. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. <laughs> Every movie, whether you're a Marvel movie or not. All right, see you next time. Bye. <laughs>